God, we love you. It's so good to be in your house, Lord. It's so good that we can come and, and worship you and just uh, feel the touch of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Lord, I pray that as we go into the message, that you'll speak to all of our hearts. Lord, you laid this on my heart. Now, I know this is for individuals that are here. Uh, I ask, Lord, that you anoint me to give the word that you have for today. Uh, we know that your word is already anointed. And, Lord, that I may present it according to your will and your purpose. You're such a great God, and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of my uh, message today is Our Peace. Um, as I begin to pray and prepare for the message, God has been speaking to my heart about our peace. There is so much to rob, that can rob you of your peace. And it's up to us to maintain what God has given us. The enemy will love to steal anything that's good that you have. But God has given us his peace. Um, Everybody wants to experience peace within your spirit. Uh, We know that the only way to receive this peace is through Jesus Christ and accepting him as Lord and Savior. He paid a high price for our peace. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 53, 5 tells us about the price that he paid. He said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the punishment for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. He took the punishment that you and I deserve that we might have peace in this life. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. It don't matter what the storm is but we can have peace in that storm. Jesus didn't deserve the punishment. You and I did. That's what sin does to us. We deserve to be punished because we are not living for Him. But because of Jesus Christ and Him giving His life, and we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, we can have this peace within us that only comes through Jesus Christ. A true peace is the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. You know, you can't, it's hard to picture it. It's hard to comprehend this type of peace. But you can have the worst thing going on, but you can just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit right there. It passes our own understanding. If you're going through something today and you've experienced that, you know exactly where I'm coming from. And if you have, haven't experienced that, I pray that today that something would be said, that it would just kind of click, and you would receive that peace no matter what you're going through today. One thing I want to say right here, if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, it's our desire and our prayer for you today that you would come to know Him. We would love to introduce you to our Lord and Savior. And that's where you will find your peace. That's where you will find your joy. Anything that you have need of will come through uh, accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want to talk to you this morning about another aspect of peace that we experience through Jesus Christ. We experience it through knowing Him, yes, 
And we face circumstances in life, and we let them sometimes rob us of what God has for us. Now, I know each one of us are experiencing things in this life. Some things are really hard, and you don't know what to do, and it just, you, you struggle, and you struggle, and you struggle. Well, there's a peace that God can give you even through that struggle. Um, in John 16:33 says, "These things I have spoken to you that you that in me you may have peace. He wants you to have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but be a good cheer. I have overcome the world." He says we can have peace, but there are things that's going to happen in your life. There's tribulations, there's troubles, there's um, uh, difficulties, and there's trials. And you name it, things are going to come against us. You know, the, the Word talks about it, it's going to rain on the just and the unjust. It's going to, uh, sun's going to shine on the just and the unjust. It, things happen, and th- we're going to go through these things. But it's Jesus Christ who will see us through these things. He encourages us, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's already won it. He's already done the paid the price. And all we got to do is receive it into our heart and our life. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Amen. Excuse me just a second. First of all, there is no one that's immune. Neither Christian or sinner. Satan will do whatever he can do to turn you away from God. That's his that's his ultimate desire. If he can make you stumble and make you fall and and make you get upset with God because you don't think God is helping you, boy, he's really wanted. But if he can't do that, the one thing he will do, he will bring distractions. He will be bringing all those trials, all those things into your life. And uh, if he cannot take you, he's going to make you an ineffective Christian if he can. What happens to us that we get so locked in and watching what's going on, what's happening in our life, that's all we see. We see the financial problems. We see the sicknesses. We see the, uh, the problems in the home. The, uh, we see the problems in the family, and it goes on, it goes on, it goes on, it goes on, and we're not looking at Jesus Christ as the answer. If we, will, if we keep our eyes on Him and we go to the Word of God, He will give us the answer. He will take us through this. But too many times we look too inward. We look at our problems. We never look to the one that can solve the problems. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus goes on and says, But I have come that they might have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Again, we're talking about the peace of God that passes all understanding. It's a part of that abundant life that He has for us. If we allow worry and anxiety to control us, we are living in experience. Wait. If we don't allow anxiety to control us, we can live and experience that abundant life. First Peter 5.8 tells us to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Satan wants to devour you one bite at a time. 
you've faced this problem. You're not even out of that problem that he'll throw something else at you. And he'll bite. He'll bite. He'll bite. In that scripture, it tells us to be sober. It means to be clear-headed. Be unruffled. Don't let him bother you. Don't let him get under your collar. Don't, don't let him do scare tactics on you. It says for us to be vigilant. We need to be on our guard. We need to be aware of his tactics. We need to be cautious. Satan cannot do anything in your life unless you allow it. He may attempt, but you got the power and authority over him. It says that he may be going around like a lion with a loud roar, but he's not a lion. He's not a lion. Let me read what he is. Isaiah 14, starting with verse 12, talks about him. How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, sun of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth. You have destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like, you hear that word? Like the Most High. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to the lowest depths. Everyone there will stare at you. This is people that's already down there, okay? Everyone there will stare at you and ask, Can this be the one who shook the earth? And may the kingdoms of the world tremble. They're going to see Satan as he really is. And I picture him up like a little shriveled up thing. You know, the biggest thing that Satan has going for him is deception. That's the power that he has. It's the lie. And if he can make you believe it, He's got you. Anything that he says, is, there's no truth in it. Because the Word says there's no truth in him. So if he says you're going broke, well, that's a lie. Yeah. Jesus won't tell you those things. If, the, if he tells you, well, you're going to die of that sickness, well, that's a lie. Right. Got to remember, he's a liar of liars. And there's no truth in him. Can this be the one who shook the earth? Can this be the one who made the kingdoms of the world tremble? They will be amazed when they see him. Then they can actually see he really wasn't anybody to fear. Romans 8.31 What then shall we say to these saints? If God is for us, who can be against us? Apostle Paul said it this way, 1 John 4, 4. You are of God. That's talking about you and me. 
you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. you got Jesus Christ within you by his Holy Spirit. He's living in you. There's greatness within you. You don't have to try to be great. You are great. You've got to know that you're great. Satan will try to cut you down. That you know He'll try to make you have a bad image of yourself. But there's greatness within you. Accept it. Just say, I am great. Because Jesus made me great. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Amen. So I want to ask you this morning, what circumstances is robbing you of your peace? Finances is a biggie this day and time. Persistent creditors calling you. You ever been there? I have. Maybe your children are being rebellious in your home. Unemployment. Or just the threat of unemployment. Boy, I tell you what. To me, it was horror working for a company just knowing I might get laid off them actually when I was laid off. These things will try to take your peace. Sickness. How about marriage problems? Let's go out away from the home. How about the, the threats of the terrorism that we're hearing around the world? Uh, how about our nation's debt? saw in a newspaper clipping on the way home yesterday that uh, our credit standing has been dropped. takes our peace if you let it. How about just some kind of relationship that you may have? Tell you what, watch out who you hang around with. I tell you what, if it's not a, a, a person, if it's a person that would bring you down, that's not a friend. It's not a friend. But there are three things that will help you maintain your peace. First of all, is knowing the Word. The next is proclaiming the promises of the Word. And the third one is faith in the Word. So it all goes back to the Word of God. It's believing and knowing and speaking it. Now, I can say this. One of the hardest things I've ever gone through is the unemployment. And, I, uh, you know, after a while, money starts running out, and you um, start getting all these phone calls, and, you you know, you go to the Word, God, uh, I thank you that, you know, you will supply all my needs according to your riches. You start quoting all these things, you know, you co- confessing these things. And then the phone rings, and this creditor is wanting their money. Kind of knocks you down. And you say, oh, well, i got to go back to the Word again, you know, and try to build yourself back up. Um, but God will see you through it. You cannot just keep looking at your problem and, and, and let it keep taking you down, take you down. you got to go to the Word. And if it knocks you down again, get back up and go back to the Word. Just continue going back to the Word, and the Word of God will see you through and the belief in the Word of God, I tell you what, I don't know what it would uh, what have been like not having God in my life and going through those things.
This next scripture is the one that it brought me to this message. Isaiah 26.3. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Where's your mind today? Do you have it stayed on God? Do you have it stayed on His promises? He will see you through. And if you trust Him, it says that He will keep you in perfect peace. And it doesn't matter what your storm is, but the peace of God is always greater than anything you go through. Psalms 12. I'm sorry, Psalms 121, verse 1. It says, I will lift my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. Which way are you looking this morning? Verse 2 says, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will now allow your feet, your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He's always there. Who are you looking to? Are you looking to yourself? You know, so many people out in this world, they look to themselves. You know, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to make so much money by this time. And they're looking to their own power and their own strength. But we need to look to the hills. We need to look to God. Your help comes from the Lord. John fourteen twenty seven. What a promise. It's not even my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. His own peace that he has, he says, I give it to you. But you've got to take that peace and bring it into yourself. Bring it into your spirit. What a peace. God's peace in your heart. One of the greatest detriments to our peace is anxiety. Anxiety or worry can cause sickness and depression. People suffering from anxiety are prone to suffer from panic attacks, lack of sleep, high blood pressure, and the list just goes on and on. My mom, she's a great woman of God, but she was a great worrier. She'd worry about this, she'd worry about that, worry about the kids, worry about the grandkids. Uh, what if this happens? That was my mom. I know she loved the Lord, and I know she's up in heaven right now. But she was saved her a lot of grief in her life if she would just learn to trust God through all these things. I can't tell you how many times I told you, Mom, everything's fine. We're okay. Everything's going to be all right. I know, I know, I know. She loved me. I know that too. So, um, the word has the answer about anxiety. Philippians chapter four, verse six. I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. It says, "Don't worry about anything." New King James says, be anxious for nothing. It says, instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all 
he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. If I were to ask, and you would be honest, I would say there's many of you that suffer from anxiety. It's just so many things that are coming against you. But the Scripture tells us to be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. Worry is a a trap of the enemy to render you ineffective in the kingdom. But when you worry, you're looking at yourself. You're looking at your problems. Just tell God what you have need of. Thank Him for what He's already done. How much has God done anything for you today? Okay. And once you do that, at that point, the peace of God that passes all understanding will, will enter in. It's important that you thank Him. Thanksgiving. God likes to be thankful for what He has done. That you acknowledge what He's done. So many times we often just, we know that God done something, but we never acknowledge Him. Say, God, I thank you that you've done that. Matthew 6. Start with verse 25. Well, I'm doing good on time. Start with verse 25. This is also the New Living Translation. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink and drink or enough clothes to wear, Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look to the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store store food in the barns. barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? You know, He didn't die for the sparrow. He didn't give His life. He did it for you. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Those on say, seek ye first. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. Get your eyes 
of all the things, all the needs that you're facing, and just start seeking the kingdom. And He will just pour into your life all that you have need of. Verse 34, I like what it, how it says this. It says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen. <laughs> that was my mom. She, she had it going up ahead of her there. How do we maintain our peace? Is don't worry. Don't be anxious. The word says, ask and you shall receive. God will take care of you. He will provide for you. And what must we do? We must seek the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God first. And don't worry about tomorrow. It's got its own problems. Live for today. Be thankful for today what he's done. And just know that he's going to see you through this day. Tomorrow, he'll do the same thing again. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5, New Living Translation. I'll tell you what, I like that translation. I don't know. It says, Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. You can't reason this out. You just got to trust the Lord. There's one more thing I, I, I want to say, and, and I hope I can say it right. What are you meditating on? During your day, what do you think about? What is your source of information? How does that information affect you? We live in an age of information. It's at our fingertips. It's through the TV. It's on the radio. It's on our computers. It's on our telephones. It's everywhere. We listen to the news. We listen to talk radio. That is a big thing. Many are addicted to these things. They can't wait to hear Sean Hannity, what he has to say. They cannot wait to hear Rush Limbaugh and see what he has to say. And it can go on and on and on. Then you listen to the news. I've got to listen to the news. I want to hear everything that's gone wrong today. Because they sure don't tell anything that's gone good today. We allow this information to consume us to a point that we almost eat and drink and breathe it. Is that true? Have you all seen that? We listen to these talk show hosts and they spew out all the negative information. Although it may be true, but we take on this negative aspect in our lives. We talk about how everything is bad. We talk about how bad the government is. We talk about how bad our, uh, the uh, different people are. And it's negative, negative, negative. Negative. 
We need to be aware of the things that's happening around us. We don't want to be ignorant. But all these things, we need to make it a call to prayer. And not something just to let it go from the these talk show hosts and the news to somebody else. I tell you what, you allow this into your life, you will lose your peace. That all you're going to hear and all you're going to see is what's bad. So what are you meditating on? Philippians 4, verse 8. says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue... If there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Some of these things is an adjustment in our life. Some of it you may have withdrawals from. Turning off that radio, turning off these things. If you want peace, that peace of God that passes all understanding, you've got to make a decision on what you've got to do. God's not going to hit you over the head. He's not going to say, you're going to have to do this or else. But this is for your good. It's for my good. And about these talk show hosts, I'm guilty as anybody. God wants us to have peace in our hearts. He wants us to be able to function in peace. He wants us to be able to spread that peace around. Not spew out everything that's wrong. And I'm going to tell you, if you've got a negative spirit, and if you criticize this and you criticize that, you need to change your life. But I'll tell you, God is not pleased with that. You've got to watch you. You've got to watch out what you say. And God will turn your whole life around when you seek the kingdom of God first. Let's bow our heads this morning. For God, I gave them the message that you gave me. The Lord is up to your Holy Spirit to do the work. I can only proclaim your word. The Lord is their decision to change. Lord, I ask today that you would speak to our hearts. I'm so glad this morning that we can lean upon you. That we can call out your word. And when we do this, Lord, you honor your word. Lord, that your word is truth, is always right, it's always perfect. And Lord, whatever situation we're going through, there's a word within the confines of this book 
that will minister to us. Lord, I pray that you test their hearts today. Lord, I pray if there's someone today that they don't know you, that they have not ever experienced you, Lord God, that this would be the day they come to know you, the true and the living and the loving God that we serve. Thank you, Lord. The head still bowed. I want to ask this morning, is there anyone here that says, I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about? I've heard of him, but I have never experienced that peace that comes through knowing him. If I just uplifted hand, you can say, that's me. Don't allow the enemy to tell you that's stupid. It's a very real question. Anybody this morning? Praise God. Now I'm going to ask you, is if you need peace in your circumstances. It doesn't matter what it is. And say anything about uplifted hand. I need peace in an area in my life. I see one hand. I know there's more than that, folks. Be honest with God this morning. This is not for my purpose to know who raised their hand. This is for you to acknowledge I got a problem and I need God to intervene, intervene in my life. I want to tell you this morning, folks, God is greater than any problem that you have. You can call upon Him this morning, and He'll hear you. Whatever you have need of God. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, you see these hands this morning. And I ask you, Lord God, that you would just uh, move in their life. Lord, I pray that the, they would go to the Word and trust the Word. Lord, that they will seek. Lord, you said if we seek, we'll find. If we ask, it'll be given to us. If we knock, Lord God, you said that the door would be open. Lord, that's what I ask for them this morning, that you move in each and every life that you touch every life, Lord. And I ask, Lord God, that this morning that the peace of God that passes all understanding, that surpasses all we can comprehend or understand, but, Lord, that even now it will begin to flood their spirit as they lean on you and they trust you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Let's all stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, did you have anything? Hmm? Thank you, Lord. Oh, you do. Come on. (laughs) I just want to encourage every one of you to please be here on Saturday. 
Um, going back to Georgia, I haven't been there. How many years now? Probably nine, at least nine years, and uh, see what what you know, trying to reach people's lives can can bring about. Uh, we're starting a walk in uh, covered. It's deep in my heart, and I believe that God has put the same desire in your heart. That was a great message, Pastor. I need, we need the peace of God. But even if you, if you have the peace of God in your heart, there are still people who don't have the peace. They don't even know where to go to find peace. Somebody's got to take it to them and his ours. You know how to find peace. They don't know how to find peace. That's loving your neighbor. So I encourage every one of you to come. If you have an SUV, please bring the SUV. It's a small place. The fourth uh, old, oldest city in Texas. We want to reach out to the people. We believe that there are principalities and powers that's kept that place the way it is today. As we pray, we'll break the powers of those forces. And then we will start reaching out to the people. I am very sure that as we walk the streets, some of the people in the village, uh, village, the city, uh, you guys quit, okay? Some of them are going to be asking, what, what are you doing? Why are you all doing this? That's the time to witness to them. So we are not just going to pray. Some of them will be talking to us. And so we want to talk to them in return. But I tell you this. If all of us will come together in unity, God is going to put a great blessing on our church. And if you have financial problems, God says, I don't need that. They're doing what I want want them to do. And I'm going to bless them so that they can do what I've called them to do. It's not my work. It is our work. Okay? So please be here 8 o'clock on uh, Saturday morning. We'll leave.